and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis. And Benjamin Halden. So this week's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Muscle Food. Da, da, da. So Muscle <laughs> Food, there is a couple of things going on this month. What Can I mention mine first? I'm quite excited about this one. Yeah, you can go first. So the first thing is we've got uh, National Burger Day coming up through August to September. So we've got the Spicy Burger Muscle Food Challenge where they're going to be releasing a new spicy burger for the So, the so Spicy Challenge. Uh, the burger will be released, I think it's mid-month, and there's going to be like a load of favourite sauces in there, and I think the National Burger Date is the 26th of August, which is really cool. I'm not... I'm quite picky with burgers. I'm not good with spice. Oh, that's not going to work well, is it? It's spicy... I, when we had the burgers last time on the England final day, we had like a plethora. Is that the word? A what? A plethora of, of burgers. So a multitude of choice of burgers. Yeah. And and it was really nice. I yeah, don't, the I don't like the bog standard one. ones that you get from Asda, which is, just tastes like cheap meat. Yeah, 100%. Well, this is obviously what we found with the muscle food products that they're not watery. Mm. Like you don't press it and feel like water or something weird is going to come out your meat. Because the burgers that I really love when we had them watching the England game was the chicken ones. I love a chicken burger. Mm. I think they're absolutely fantastic. And that's obviously what I wanted to speak about is the five kilogram chicken offer. That is such a substantial amount of chicken. And you can get it for £28 plus, plus free delivery. When you think about it, if you compare that to a supermarket price, it's actually ridiculous. And then you're getting free delivery. Do you know what I, we've been doing now is cook, cooking chicken. To some people like, oh, I'm lazy, don't want to do it. I'll just whack all in the oven or barbecue at the start of the yeah, week. Yeah, start of the week. Ages. Season it, bit of taste, Season bit it. of pain. There you go. Pee-pee. Also. Oh my God, these are these. so good. And he was not watching the YouTube channel. This isn't an offer. This is just something that me and Ben honestly love. Do you know what? The first time I ever went to America, I was like, who eats salty popcorn? You spoiled popcorn. No, salty popcorn. Salty popcorn now. As I've aged, as my taste buds have developed. Wow. Wow, that was really significant. But no, I Ben was like, get two packs. I was like, I can't because I've eaten most of them. Um, but they actually do a sweet and salty one as well. We had it on the train the other day, didn't we? Mm. And they're so freaking great. 106 cows. Like, I feel like it's Goodbye. one of those things. If you need a snack and you're feeling a bit, I'm going to pick at something. Sensational. Sensational. Cows there you go. Well YouTube. You can, you'll get a bit of dizzy if you use the discount code MCSFAM. <laughs> Fam. Fam. So you can use that by going onto the Must Food website, choosing products, and using discount code MCSFAM. 100%. So, do we have any updates? We don't have any updates. This is actually, we filmed the podcast like yesterday. Mm. You know, we're just getting We've, a bit ahead of the game. Oh, we can give you an update on a. Should we give the update on the guest? No. We in? no. We've we'll got an amazing it. guest, though, coming up, and you guys are going to be so freaking excited. It's actually. One of the most exciting guests I think we'll ever have on the podcast from a, from like an experience Very point of view. Very inspiring person. Inspiring, inspirational. God, his head's going to blow up if he listens to this. Mm-hmm. But it is really amazing. So that guest is going to be coming up. But today's podcast... We thought we'd do a, a bit of a Q&A episode again, discussing some questions that we've had 
on Instagram this week, which I think is always relevant because of the questions that come up quite often. I think they'll be ha- helpful for us to to flick through and answer. So there's a couple of topics that we want to speak about today. Should we do rock paper scissors? This is the first one. Yeah. One. So no way there you go. Three, two, one, go, and then yeah, we go on so that. Yeah, so it's like you're doing yeah. an imaginary fourth. Three, two, one, go. Yes. Rock. Rock wins. That's about the only time you're ever going to win. Do you know what? I actually anything. I did this last time as well. I forget. I forget what they are. I so I just I, I just left the fist. Winner. Why? That's very. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> He's trying to give from the insult out there. Okay, the first question. We've got six today. You asked the first question. And they're incredible. Me I'll ask the first. Yeah. I thought that's why we did rock paper scissors. Yeah, but you get the choice. Okay. Yeah, I'll go first. Ben, more so, you know, dives in with an answer, and then I've I've got a few things as well. Mm-hmm. So, number one, will I get bulky from lifting heavy weights as a woman? No. That's exactly what I put. There's a but lot that could go into that as well, Obviously, though. you're going to put muscle tissue on. But like we discussed in the podcast, in relation to the way that males and females develop tissue, it takes a long time. I've been training for 10 plus years, still progressively overload my training, and I'm not the size of a house. There's also going to be a genetic limit to how big you are able to be based on your genetics and your anatomy and your bone structure and how much tissue you can hold in your frame which we know as a female the in regards to genetics you've got the same genetic potential just that you hormone levels are very very different so you're not going to become big and bulky from from lifting weights this is this is the similar thing to it's like for example if you you're not going to go out and start driving your car and be like oh shit if i keep on driving i'm going to become lewis hamilton it doesn't happen does it who's doing that yeah. It doesn't happen. Do you know what it is, though? What I find a lot of women do, they see bodybuilders on a stage, women on a stage bodybuilding. I'm not going to lie. They're pretty big. They've got a lot of muscle. A lot of steroids going in there as well. A lot of them are taking substances that are not legal. They're on steroids. So they look like that because they're on steroids. And if you compare to someone like me, I don't think I'm bulky. I think I've got some great muscle. I've got a lot of muscle mass. It also depends. What are you classing as bulky? Do you, Are you classing bulky as you've got a bit of extra body fat on you and a lot of muscle? If you've got a lot of extra body fat, you might have been too high in the surplus. Mm-hmm. If you're eating and eating and eating, you might put a bit of weight on. Do you class that as bulky? There's, there's, bulky is a different sort of look. So bulk, bulk, bulky can be like big, soft, fluffy. I've, I, that's what I was like at the start of the year. I was pretty bulky. As soon as you start dropping body fat, you won't look bulky. I think the thing for for you is if people are making comparisons is that images can often be misleading. So what I mean by that is some people may see an image of you where you're like fucking stacked looking like a house. But then in real life when they meet you, they're like, oh, you're not that big. Because Mm -hmm. images can be misleading. The same for me. Same when you meet a lot of people on social media in real life. What the fudge? Thank you for... All right, everybody's just cracking that, on that now with update. their sores. <laughs> Thanks for that weather update. But yeah, there's 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 a lot to be said with how people's perceptions in respect to images because people see people lifting on social media and then think they're going to end up looking like someone who stepped on stage, and it just doesn't doesn't happen that way. Yeah, one hundred percent. I didn't. That's all I wanted to cover on that. I just wanted to be like, look, it's 
very personal dependent but you're also probably comparing to those people whose literally job it is to step on stage you're gonna get other people as well though obviously who genetically grow quicker so for example my mate danny we we used to go to the gym when we were like 15 16 and he would literally just look at a weight and he'd look like a bear <laughs> and i had to train very hard but and that was and he used to be on and off the gym all the time and he'd still build as much tissue as i would just because genetically he potentially had a lot more testosterone that than i did naturally he was more developed he was just a big guy mm. so you're gonna have these people who will be the genetic elite who will build tissue really quickly from lifting weights and if you're not that type of person it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. also just realize my battery's on 15 percent so Oh, this is always the thing we know we go to start the podcast and then all of a sudden sorry sorry Cal, my battery's low you just passed me there see i'm on 100 percent over here right should we dive into my first question yeah okay i think this one's quite good and it can be relevant to different parts of life so it's not just fitness related and it's just a really simple question mm-hmm. how to get out of a rut how to get out of a rut yeah is this like a training rot or a nutrition well, it rot? Can be, I think it, it all ties in. If you're in a bit of a, a rut with training, you might be in that rut because of things that have happened in life as well. So just some general advice for maybe someone who's stuck in a bit of a rut. They, they can't pull themselves together to go to the gym. They're not really interested in dieting at the moment and they just want to kind of spurge that journey on to be able to get back into where they were before. So I think if you're in a training rut which I'm actually going through at the moment. God, you should have seen me complaining this morning. I don't think gym. you're in a training rut though. I think you've just had an off day. I think there's a difference between really being in a rut and then just having an off day. Okay, so if you're in an absolute fucking training rut, then like I've been there though. I've been there. I've not yeah. wanted to train for a I couple we of weeks. Have. You kind of got to understand to yourself that it is normal as well. So don't be so hard on yourself that you think this is the only person that's ever been through this and you're the only person it's ever happened to. So give yourself like a little bit of breathing space and don't be so hard on yourself and try and understand and pinpoint the emotions behind why you're feeling the way you are. There's probably something that has stemmed it Mm -hmm. and that might be just from everyday life. It might have been overly stressed, a lot of pressure. It might have been anxiety, which has affected your training in a way that you didn't even know. So give yourself a bit of leeway and try and understand why you actually feel like that because if you can pinpoint ah yeah okay i was literally so anxious and down two weeks ago and it's not gone that's something that you need to assess so maybe for you it's talking to someone it's reading it's going on a few more walks it's showing a bit of gratitude to sort out your emotional side and in terms of training this is actually super common and a lot of the time what we recommend to clients or do with clients is to do something different do something that you don't usually do go for a run, do a bit of CrossFit, do a, do a class, tra- change up your training, do some tempo work. Trying to do something that you don't usually do can usually help stimulate your brain to want to go back in a way. That's what I've always found that super helpful because if what you were doing before in terms of training is really quite off-putting and you're not, your head just isn't there and you keep trying to force yourself, you don't want to force yourself to exercise. You want to, to go to enjoy it. So try and do something new. It could literally even be a new sport or it could be whatever you want it to be. And then once you try something new, you can implement your normal training as well through it. You can go through the process. Maybe it's time you feel you need a bit of accountability in terms of a coach. Maybe you need someone there to actually support your goals and where your goals are at. And it's important to reassess your goals all the time. Mm -hmm. 
because you might be thinking I'm in such a rut what am I doing with my life just have a little reassess of your goals just just two or three yeah you don't need an exhaustive list 100% I think I've made a couple of notes on that and I think the first thing that you've just been over is, is to firstly accept it so asking yourself am I really in a rut or like we just spoke about are you just having a bit of a shit day because we all have those days where like oh fucking just want to go back to bed can't be off today Absolutely. I would rather do I, I jumped on stories this morning and said I would prefer to wipe my arse with nettle leaves than go to the gym this morning but I went train legs had a good session, walked out and I felt 10 times better. So there is a difference between having a bad day and just pushing through a little bit and then being a complete rut. So the first thing I think is to just accept it and don't resist against it. Mm-hmm. The next thing is, like you just touched on, is potentially look at the cause of what it is. Is it because you've been in a really, is monogamous the word, training regime where it's just becoming really mundane yeah, and really boring? boring. And you've been same. doing it for a while. It's coming very samey. You're not, or potentially you're not making any progress, or potentially you need to revisit what your daily habits are for you to become more motivated again. Is it because there's been a big life change or something that's happened now pushed the priorities of life to somewhere else? Because there's going to be certain po- periods in life where you can't always be 100 percent of training because you're not a fucking you're not an athlete. You're not. You're not looking to outperform other people. You're just looking to be a better individual and be happier from what you're doing. I think that's what a lot of people forget about is that they're pushing to be absolutely optimal and push themselves to be at this limit, which obviously sometimes it's good to push your own potential, but at the end of the day, you're only ever competing against yourself and the reason why you're doing it is to lead a happier life, isn't to jump into the Olympics or jump onto a stage. For most people, it's just to be happier and healthier. So maybe just look at kind of what the causes of that has been and maybe you're just pushing too hard and burn the candle from both ends. The the other thing to do, like you mentioned, was to potentially look at your goals. Either set some new ones or, or to revisit ones that you had previously. Just to remind yourself of what you were looking to really do. Because I think that some of that gets lost along the process and along the journey of what you're doing when you initially set out is maybe the goal was to lose weight and you've lost the weight. And a lot of people then don't reassess and just carry on pushing and pushing and pushing. And like I said to you this morning, probably next week I'm quite happy with where I'm at now. I'm 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 gonna finish with the cut. Yeah. I don't need to carry on. I could carry on, but I don't need to. Do you know what's so crazy as well? I said to Kyle in the gym this morning, people keep asking me, What are your fitness goals? Like, is it is it to still build muscle? Like what are your goals? I'm like, I actually probably for the first time ever don't have any aesthetic goals. I don't want to build my glutes. I don't want to build... I'm just not arsed. Mm. And that's hard for me to accept because I've always been looking to strive for something better. Whereas now, my goal is to be fitter as a human being. That's it. That's that's what, that's what my goal is. And I'm, I'm trying to tell myself, Lucy, you don't need to build muscle and do this and do that and want to do this. I just want better muscular endurance. Yeah. And I just want to be able to run. I want to be able to like, you know... And that's my goal, and that's absolutely fine. But things change in your fitness journey, and, and as you develop and as you age, goals change. But we were speaking yesterday about just those those compounding actions that you take all the time, which lead you to somewhere. And you don't always have to be hyper-focused on a goal for it to transpire and translate into a result. Because once you make that become a habit, like you just turn up at the gym most days and you just get shit done. And that's where I think... 
I spoke about on story the other day, a lot of people get mistaken of how long they potentially think that we are in the gym for or how much time we spend <laughs> in the gym. We're there for like we, We're literally hours. there for an hour. And this is what people get mixed up about is because they think that they need to be in the gym for hours on end. The people who usually get results, the people who just show up for an hour, get shit done and do it consistently over a long period of time. It's not people who go in balls to the wall and smash themselves into the ground for an hour and a half to two hours and then quit because they're so fucked. It's people who are just compounding those actions day to day and the results come slowly. And when you aren't so hyper-focused on something and something happens anyway, then it makes it very easy just for it to subtly become part of your life and you will have bigger glutes, be fitter and still hold muscle tissue anyway mm. without really having to push for it because it's just become a subconscious action that you take day to day. Mic drop. <laughs> Do you know what the, though? Sorry, that really, f- you're in a flow and it flows really nicely into my next question. Can I just finish on this one? Yeah, it probably going to flow even better. Yeah, the, the, the other thing is that when you were first coming out of a rut and getting back into training is that you need to learn to swim before you dive because when, you, when you're going back in, you don't need to be training four or five times a week. If you're going to do it from doing nothing, do one or two sessions per week. Yeah. build yourself up hit 10k steps per day don't think you need to be all or nothing people view things very black and white mentality and there's no gray area there and it's fuck it all or nothing build yourself back up learn how to swim because otherwise you will drown mm-hmm. you'll drown and suffocate yourself because you're trying to do too much so be realistic of what you're doing and just take imperfect action oh read it out of like a book or something that was great <laughs> but it does it goes really nicely into my next question which is how do you stay motivated because I don't and I really want to change my habits because we, me and Ben have honestly spoke about motivation so much and my views on it definitely have changed significantly over the years as I don't see it as a tool to do something. I don't rely on it. Relying on motivation is honestly such a poor tool to reach a goal and this has definitely come from these motivational guru life coaches who are like, you, you have to be motivated 24-7 to achieve a goal. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you ever looked at one of those motivational images on Instagram and thought, yes, I'm going to fucking get up and hit thrust, I'm going to get up and run today? i tell you what, I think this was when I was a swimmer, when I was going for a really rough patch, I set my wallpaper on my phone as this lion head with a motivational quote on. And I thought that would be, make me want to go swimming, make me get back in the pool. I had no commitment to swim anymore. I was hating it. And I, I was trying to pull this motivation. I was relying on this freaking, I was, I was like, looking at these pictures, like motivate mm-hmm. me. Yeah, because- and So I've, th- I've been there, I've done that, it didn't work. The, the, the basic, the basics, the really, really simplistic version of motivation is that you take- some kind of action and then you will get some kind of result and from that result you are then more motivated and then you will become more motivated to take more action and because you're taking more action you'll get more results and it becomes this nice cycle that comes along with it but people are usually waiting for that motivation to start the action to get a result which is the mm-hmm. complete wrong way around when we look at the the sort of notion of motivation motivation comes last in that sequence of action result motivation so that's why you need to do something first. It's not just like we said plenty of times. It's not going to come along and smack you in the face or sprinkle over your pillow by the tooth fairy. Motivation is something that you have to get up and physically get. It's like if you're 
gone fishing a boat. The fish isn't going to jump in the fucking boat. You've got to go out there and catch it. Yeah, 100%. And I just wanted to touch on this whole difference between commitment and motivation. And we have spoke about this quite a lot, especially if you did our motivation event with the My Coach School. But sorry. that is just absolutely not okay. I can hear that so loud. It's like in my brain. It's popcorn, sorry. Motivation obviously comes in waves. You have highs, you have lows. And sometimes you get these surges of motivation and, it, and it's amazing. You feel great and then it disappears because motivation is simply a desire for something. And a lot of people are motivated to perform better, to work hard, to be more consistent. But what separates people, and this is probably only a small percent of people who are actually committed to something. Mm-hmm. So this question here going back how do you stay motivated because I don't and I really want to change my habits? You've literally answered your own question. You're going to have to work on your habits that you become committed to them because commitment is a demonstration when a person consistently demonstrates specific behaviors and activities mm-hmm. over a period of time and then you're likely to get the best results. I'm 100% so not motivated all the time, but I'm hella committed. Mm-hmm. Oh my God you set me a task and I'll do it even though sometimes I'm not feeling great I'm gonna get it done because I'm committed to whatever it is and with your habits habits take a long time to build it's something you've got to work on every single day to do it and sometimes it's actually breaking a bad habit that's even harder Mm -hmm. so it's getting a mixture of both of them but also understand I think a lot of people they just sit there and understand right okay I don't actually need to worry too much about motivation I need to work on my determination, my commitment yeah. over that motivation. There's obviously that sort of, and I wouldn't even call it motivation, I'd call it more inspiration that you can take from from some other people. But like we spoke about, rightly said, in the motivation event, there's, there's that element of, of also becoming something, which mm-hmm. is very, very motivating. So f- the example we've used before is that, which is very relevant to us right now because of what we're doing. We're doing quite a bit more running and the thing that you will often do as someone who runs you will go out and say I'm just going for a run Mm. or I like to run Mm. and then after doing that so many times after taking that action a lot of times and getting results and being motivated you then become a runner Mm -hmm. so it's like I'm, I'm a runner I'm not just someone who runs, I'm a runner. Yeah. And there's a lot of motivation that comes with that and there's a lot of pride and respect and hard work that comes prior to that and getting to that point. Same with people who go to the gym. A lot of people will go to the gym and class themselves as someone who lifts, or someone who goes to the gym. And after a certain period of time, some of those people will say, I'm a bodybuilder because they've, they've, come through that journey of becoming and that coming through that journey of becoming something is very very motivating and empowering because you then hold a status and it almost bears a weight for you to to hold and have a responsibility for to to hold that status if Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah that that is very very part powerful part of motivation is 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 becoming yeah i agree okay number two from mine is something i spoke about on story yesterday and it's actually something i spoke about sorry can i just show you something on my hand can you see that there? That's purple. That's a bruise. How we bruise the palm of your hand? I know. I did it in the gym this morning. I thought it was dirt. So I went to wash my hands. This, that right there, just touching it like that is so 
painful. Do you know what it looks like? How have that? How have I bruised you know when that wipe... part of my hand? Guys, look at that. Do you know when you wipe your bum and there's a hole in the tissue paper? Yeah, it looks like you've got poo in your hand, but yeah. that doesn't like poo. It's that's actually what, a bruise. Like. I literally thought I broke my finger. I didn't that's know what so I did. Weird. I know. Look at that. I've never seen someone's bruise the palm of the hand. Kyle, look at that. Strange. Sorry, I just noticed it. Thank you for really enlightening them with your, with your bruises, though, anyway. If you want to see what I was doing, go head over to YouTube. There you go. So, number two, I spoke this in the story, and I was actually quite harsh in my response to this. Someone asked a question. What was more of Is a this for me to statement. answer first? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you, yeah. So, give it to me. my PT said that the calories in versus calories out method is outdated. It's outdated diet culture. I think they're very confused as a personal trainer and they sound like they have just got their qualifications. I won't lie to you because calories in versus calories out is literal science. Mm -hmm. It is your energy expenditure from the energy put in from the energy out. Calorie deficit, calorie mm -hmm. surplus, maintenance. You cannot, you, you can't fault that. Mm -hmm. 100%. How how can it be outdated? You can't outdate something. There's there's constantly research about this, and that isn't diet culture. I, the diet culture is like fads and all that, isn't it? Calories in versus calories out. A scientific based approach to putting weight on or losing weight is not outdated. Yeah, well, en energy balance isn't diet culture. Energy balance is just science. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's almost like saying, well. Two plus two, two plus two equals five because I said it does. No, it doesn't. It's just simple math and simple science. An energy energy deficit is an energy deficit, and energy balance is energy balance. My response to this was quite harsh. I said your PT is an idiot. But that's only yeah. because when I'm on Instagram stories, I have very limited time and very limited space to be able to fill it with anything mm -hmm. that is is worthwhile. So by me saying that, it was just a really blunt answer to get my point across. Because the problem is with people like this is that we get gurus and we get charlatans who are looking to recreate or respin the wheel to either sell something or push some bullshit down someone's throat who's going to be very very gullible to that and take that on board as if it's the gospel because it's coming from a pt who's, who's supposed to be the position of authority but it's not your fucking hormones it's not teas it's not jab that you need it's a calorie deficit. It's an energy deficit that will help you lose weight. Now, don't get me wrong. The process in which we lose weight is a multifaceted process with a, a plethora of methods and issues that we can run into with it. I'm not saying that the way we lose weight isn't hard and it isn't hard to make that up because it is, and we, but we can make it more difficult. But when we trickle down the stream at the underlying factor of, of how weight loss is achieved, it's always in an energy deficit. It's always in a calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. So all these things such as keto, vegan diet, vegetarian diet, um, raw meats, what other ones are there? The five, two fasting method, the, what was the one I did for a little bit? The carnivore diet. All these things just lend themselves to a, a deficit and you just need to choose the best process for you. So I don't know how people can argue and say that calories inverse, calories out is outdated. That's like saying that, the, that uh, what's the thing that people use in maths which is complicated, this is why I'm stupid because I've not. It's like saying Pythagoras theory is outdated. How can, someone, how can something be outdated 
How? It's, it makes no sense. It's simple. It's simple science. I'm not saying, by the way, that for calories in versus calories out means that you need to track all the time. I think that's what people misunderstand by that statement and what I was getting at is that just because you're looking to lose weight and the formula to that is calories in versus calories out does not mean that you need to track calories every single day. For example, you are driving down the road within the national speed limit. Does that need mean that you need to be constantly looking at your speedometer? No, it doesn't. Mm. You don't need to be, always be looking at the number on the dashboard. You just know yeah. where you're going. At. You know that you're on the speed limit. Same with your calories. You you can just eat intuitively and kind of know where your foods are and know where you're at because your weight isn't going up or your weight's coming down. So you don't always need to be looking at it. It's the same thing. But at the end of the day, the only way you're going to lose weight is through an energy deficit. And if you think it's not, I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah, well, it's very simplistic. Humans take in energy through the intake of food and drink, and they expend energy through the thermic effect of food, through your resting metabolic rate, and through physical activity or your NEAT levels. That is it. You intake it, you outtake it. Input, output. It's really not that complicated. And when you're in a constant state of energy, homeostasis, energy balance, it's science through the years. We're not even going to go into more. It's more fucking detail science. With that. Unless you it put less in here is. and do more of this. This is me running, by the way. Just doing exercise. Unless unless you're getting that right, you're not losing weight. And this this isn't to say, by the way, that there isn't lots of issues that people run into. But the people that I'm speaking to with this advice is not for those who have eating disorders because you shouldn't be dieting anyway or shouldn't be looking to lose weight. This is just the people who are looking to lose weight, who are being duped by other people and conned into the fact that they need to be doing something else and something weird and wonderful for them to reinvent the wheel and sell themselves something else. That was mm-hmm. my stance on that. 100%. Was that your question or my question? That was got, mine too, got yeah. so confused. Okay, so my final question is actually, it's a pretty wonderful question, I do have to say. What annoys you most about the fitness industry i think we've had this one before haven't we or similar I don't in a, in a I podcast. Th- this is this is more so just what annoys you what annoys me most about the fitness industry i absolutely know what annoys me you go first and start to think about this a little bit okay well mine's really straightforward and it's just the bullshit my whole ethos is breaking down bullshit in the fitness industry and everything like what is what is the bs in the industry though it's the fads it's the misinformation it's doing things that people know will just get attention or they're doing it for likes we've got love handle workouts thigh fat workouts spot reduce there were certain people who started just to jump on this tra- i basically ages ago started doing these reels like the no bullshit reels some fitness influencers started jumping on this trend who had previously posted the fads Mm -hmm. because they think it's a trend that'll do well. It's not a trend that'll do well. It's something that I'm so strongly kind of against. I don't, I don't agree with that. I find it very, very frustrating. So for me, it is just the, 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 it's the bullshit and the miscommunication. Whoa. Oh my God, guys. Can you hear the thunder? That is so significant. Can they hear this? Maybe you can hear the thunder. Chunder. Wow, that was so that loud. Was it actually scared me a little bit. I actually had to stop stop the podcast then because, but yeah, mine is the um yeah the, there's the obviously in the fitness industry. I think uh, to be fair, I think it's got better over the last couple of years 
but there's still an awful lot of it. it yeah, it's definitely I think, I think the consumer's better. become wiser because, I would say, because of people like us and because of some of our friends in the fitness mm-hmm. industry, which is why it's becoming a better place and that, that message is being passed through other people. But you still do see a lot of shit. And the... And the reason for that and the reason why some people buy into it is because we have these people in the industry who have large followings. And it's, for example, when people see a guy in a white lab coat, they think that he knows everything, he has the authority and what he says goes. It's like when people see people with big followings, they have that same perception that they are a person of authority and they know what they're talking about. Mm. And those two things don't really correlate. So that's why we, we still have a wealth of bullshit mm-hmm. it's hard for me to pick off the top of my head what i think think it is i think for me is it's it's a combination of two and i spoke about this before it's that zero sum game yeah where people just always think it's a competition or people are constantly against each other mm-hmm. i think especially within coaches and in the professional industry in regards to pts and stuff a lot of people are against each other and see it as a real competitive field and if one person's doing better than they're doing worse and it becomes sort of bit bitchy and that isn't the place to be mm. you want to be within that circle you want to be working with synergy yeah completely wow. lightning thunder there, isn't it? you want to be working with synergy and because the, the more people that you can connect with the more people that you can build relationships with the better place it's going to be I also think as well with that, you will enjoy what you do a lot more rather than constantly comparing yourself or beating someone else down because maybe they're just in a different chapter in their journey. You'll enjoy your job more. Mm-hmm. You'll enjoy, I don't know, filming content, training clients, doing this, doing that, learning off other people rather than being like, oh, why have they put out that video? Learn from it, mm-hmm. watch it, take something from it. That's such a true point, isn't it? People just seem to want to bat others down who are successful. The other thing as well, that you're not always going to agree with what every single person says and you don't have to and they're not you so why would you so for example someone might see a post that i put out and agree with every single other post but that one thing that i talk about they don't agree with it doesn't mean that i'm a worse person that other person's worse off it's just the case of that there's one view that you don't agree on and if you ever agree on absolutely everything with every single person life would be boring it would be boring (laughs) but also you're just trying to get everyone to like you. And when you try to get everyone to like you, people will probably like you less because you're just being really fake. Mm-hmm. So we don't always have to be in competition with other people. It's a case of, of working together. And I think as an industry, especially within fitness, we'll get more get better places by doing so rather than everyone being facing off against each other. 100%. Okay. Mine's a little bit different with this one. Is this the final question only? It's the final question of mine, yeah. It's something that you were so tempted to say question then. I wasn't. You just like to put only on the end of everything. <laughs> no, cinnamon, blobs. For hey. <laughs> <laughs> For Haggy. For Gaggy. <laughs> fig. We say fig. Remind me of your knees then. Lisa's we got, always Lisa's say got this fake. real weird tape on her knees. And, and I, said to, I said to her yesterday, said it looks sh- like... show me your fat knee. Yeah, because her knees like looks like a vagina, vagina. so Thank thought it was you. quite a, a funny running joke. But if you listen to the podcast, you probably won't get it. it just sounds disgusting. Also, so. just a um, just a heads up: the weather forecast is now significantly th- thunder, hail. So if you can hear a little background drop, um, well, I was supposed to be recording a running video of Carl. No, 
this afternoon, which is oh, yeah, not looking not. very likely. So you might have to reschedule that. But my final question is something that we spoke about previously, but don't think in a lot of depth or detail. Oh, I'm intrigued. Would you ever get plastic surgery? Ooh, okay, this is interesting. So plastic surgery is like facelift, nose job, getting your. Yeah, but I think it, it, I think done. we could we can include sort of Botox. I mean, I, I don't know if it's included that, but we'll include that anyway. So like aesthetics as well. Yeah, like yeah. So I personally wouldn't, and it's not that I have anything against it. I fully understand why people get things done and they get plastic surgery done and things like that. However. I prefer being natural. Mm-hmm. I've been through the stages and I'm always asked this question. It's a beautiful question. Why am I so confident with such small boobs? Oh my God, you're literally an A cup. It goes on, the list goes on. It's something I used to be super insecure about when I was a swimmer because I was always in a costume. It was very obvious. No swimmers have boobs. We're all, we're all pretty petite. We're all pretty small. And... It was just something that I came super aware of when I went into the fitness industry because I think a lot of people who actually step on stage and I spoke to so many girls in the bodybuilding industry who felt they needed to get a boob job to fit in with the other girls who were stepping on stage and a lot of them now because I did a post on this and there's like thousands of comments they regret it because they only didn't do it for themselves they did it to fit in so that you know that society of women should have big boobs Mm. to be attractive. And for a while, it made me really self-conscious. I know a lot of people who are in a similar situation to me. But I'm just kind of at at that place where I love my natural face. I've never had any work done. I love that I don't have a boob job. I get to wear little cute bikinis. Mm. And yeah, it's just not something that I'd ever go down the route of because I think a lot of people when they start they don't really know when to Mm -hmm. stop as well but obviously i can't say from experience because i've never actually yeah i've never i've never had anything done Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm just pretty natural and i i quite like that about myself cool that's great i think for me i would say and also i think you like it too yeah i would always support whatever decision you you make though if you want to do something that generally made you feel more comfortable made you happy i would support that anyway i wouldn't say no don't get it done obviously i would offer my opinion that i yeah. don't think you need anything but yeah it yeah. would be, be it's like for example i've been and got my a hair transplant is that classic cosmetic i think surgery? it's cosmetic yeah so uh, same with that you never said to me don't go and get it done you said to me you don't need it done but you never said to me don't go and get it done because i wanted to go and get it done yeah it was something that i just want and a lot of people said to me you don't need it doing and it was my personal choice to go and get it done and I would go and get it done 10 times over because for me, I just enjoy, I used to go to the barbers and just get not get the haircut that I wanted to get because I had patches there and it wasn't that I was unconfident because I don't think it's made me any more confident. It was just kind of those, the way that I want to style my hair. I want to go to the barbers and feel comfortable when, mm. when they're getting a haircut that I wanted to get and I just, for me, wanted to get it done, not for anyone else. But that's so important. You weren't doing it for like a societal thing. Everyone else is doing it, so I'll do it. You mm. will want... When you said you're getting a hair transplant, I was like, what the hell is a hair transplant? I was still happy anyway, regardless. But You were doing it for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is so important on any aspect for any girls who get plastic surgery. They're doing it for themselves, Mm. which I think is important. And nobody can 
say anything as long as they're happy. I think it depends on where you're up to in your life and where you're up to in your journey as well. Because, for example, I went to a cosmetic surgeon or surgery when I was in my second year of uni. So I must have been maybe 20. So I was quite young at that time to be considering cosmetic surgery. But I wanted to get my ears done. Because I've got big ears. Beautiful. <laughs> but I haven't got big ears, I've actually got really small ears, but they just stick out. But I was considering getting that done. And that was because through childhood, other people are taking the piss out of me. Yeah. And it was always something that I was aware of. Whereas now I'm just not asked. Like I, just don't, mm. I genuinely don't give a shit about it. And I think that's something that happens with age as well. You just become less bothered about those things. So I think with some things, you, you need to really consider them rather than making rash decisions. Because I could have made a rash decision there. And just in later life, not been that arsed about it. And I obviously wasn't that bothered about it because I didn't end up getting it done anyway. Yeah, I think, I don't think you can class my mole removals no. as cosmetic. They're, they're more health conscious. A things. lot of people do get moles removed for cosmetic purposes because they don't like the look of them. That's fine though. Which is absolutely fine. But when I, I've had three removed so far, I'm getting a fourth. That is for health reasons and kind of looking after my health, not yeah. as such. I think it is classed as a cosmetic procedure because it's removal of skin, but that that wasn't done as a cosmetic thing for me. The thing for me is I've got no plans to get anything done. I don't want to get anything done. I'm I'm not arsed about getting it done, but I can't say I would never get it done because I don't know. Mm. There might be something later down the line, I'm like, yeah, I want to get it done. But I just feel as I get older, the less arsed I am about getting and looking a certain way, I'll just age. I'm quite happy to age naturally and just let whatever be, be. But I can't say I'd never get it done because I don't I don't know yeah, whether, don't know whether how I would. You'll feel. It all depends on how you feel. But I feel as I get older, I'll be less inclined to get it done anyway. Mm. Because I just won't be as bothered. Mm. So I think it's that balance between the way that you look as you age and also the the, the mindset, mindset and the headspace yeah. that you you're in. So it's kind of that middle ground of I don't know where I will be. But at the same time, if it makes people happy, I'm all for that by the way, because some people live just really self-conscious or miserable and some people get it done and are really really happy or really confident in themselves and i think that's great mm-hmm. i think if people are doing it for the for those reasons brilliant I yeah you can't you can't knock you people can't for getting knock it done it's people. their personal decision to get it done and people may suffer for a long period of time and then get something done and feel confident again and socialize again and go out again all because of that single thing that's happened mm-hmm so I don't. I'm not saying that because I wouldn't get it done. I frown about. I think it's great if it helps other people be in a certain position of of where they want to want to be. The one thing for me that I sometimes worry about is what you just touched on there is almost that black hole of where people kind of go into something and it's like shit. I I'm opening myself Open up now to potentially what I could get done and I want to get this done. I want to get, like the next thing of that never ending treadmill chasing that next feeling and mm. chasing that next part of perfectionism. And it's similar like health and fitness and diet and we know that. I can't remember the exact percentage now because it was in my show notes for me to go. But the amount of people who start dieting then become, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't even remember. No, it's I've completely lost the word. They become dieters and then they become something dieters. Oh, pathological. No, it's not pathological. <laughs> I've completely lost the word. It's not going to, this, this Just analogy stop. that I'm making yeah. now is going to make no sense. But people become dieters and then they become something else dieters, which is basically where they become obsessed with it. And then that can lead them to eating disorders. So that kind of root it of it. It was, it was pathological dieters. Some pathological dieting. Doesn't. Oh, um, anyway, nice. we move on. It, it just opened you up into to those realms, and 
there are some individuals that no matter how much cosmetic surgery they have, they'll never be satisfied with the way they look because they're always looking for picture perfect. And plastic surgery, I think I believe can become an addiction, like a behavioural oh, yeah. addiction because they're just continuously focused on appearance. And there's, there's some of that deeper within that then needs to be addressed. Like exactly the same with body dysmorphia. Some people will always be looking for more and more and more and never be happy with what they've they've got. Because like we spoke about on last week's episode, they're looking at the negatives and that negative that negativity bias. And I'll never really see what is in front of them and the good things that they or an individual are, whether that's internal, such as the, the character, the personality, or whether that's external of, of things that they've got, which are really beautiful to them. So they'll just continue to keep trying to change things, to, to chase that never-ending perfectionist role. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was actually a really interesting question to finish on because we don't, we don't. It's not really something that comes up a lot for us. But that's a really important question to touch on. Potentially, I don't know. Well, to be fair, the boob question comes up to me daily. I I, would you say that potentially people in the fitness industry it's something that they contemplate because as people who are in the fitness industry, especially if you are more aesthetic driven, you're going to potentially look at other things and other parts of your body because you are focused on how you look a lot of the time through being within fitness. Yeah. So maybe those people, this is me just sort of, that's what I'm looking for. Thinking out of the box. Mm. This is me just theorizing that potentially people who are in the fitness industry may have tendencies to contemplate plastic surgery more than others because of how focused we are on the way that we look sometimes. Yeah. Potentially. But the thunder is incredible is it incredible it is when cool is isn't it incredible? it's like thunder lightning whoa which one do you see first <laughs> <laughs> i just get so excited as a kid but you know i'm not um i'm not a child anymore so well you fucking act like one sometimes i can't get excited we really hoped you enjoyed today's podcast guys it was an amazing episode and as always we love it when you share the podcast on instagram or facebook or youtube whatever whatever platform and then when you actually head over to youtube i always forget that there's a camera pointing I do sometimes. At us. head over to youtube have a watch make sure you subscribe there's loads of you who are watching who aren't subscribed so you click that big red button subscribed and you'll be notified of all the other youtube yeah. videos that come up you'll be notified of all the videos and especially for the next one which is going to be sick by the way yeah the next one's going to be so cool i'm super excited that's going to be a really really good episode yeah, looking forward to that one But yeah, as always, guys, have a wonderful day or evening wherever you are and we will catch you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.